Hey, I'm Savannah. And I'm Maddie, and we're the Politos. We're here talking about simplifying our life, growing and loving our family, and learning about the world. And today we're talking about the TV show This Is Us. Well, we are on location again, and yep. this time we just have different sounds going all at once. We got the <laughs> refrigerator, we got birds chirping in the background, we got dogs barking, barking, <laughs> barking in the background. We got loud neighborhood neighbor music being played outside in the background, mm-hmm. and all that is the, sounds, the sounds of, of life of Salinas. Yeah. So this is this is my childhood. This is what I would listen to every single weekend. The refrigerator, the, <laughs> the, refrigerator. the dogs bur- barking. Why do I keep saying barking? I don't know. Uh, the birds chirping. Oh, because you're thinking of maybe. chirping. Yeah. And then the it, it, literally, there's always like someone playing loud music somewhere far oh, away, yeah. and you can still hear from like miles away. Oh yeah. And then you might hear little uh, bells going off and on because uh, that's the Palatero. Yeah. The ice cream man. Mm-hmm. So. so anyway, we are here and uh, it's nice. So there you go. My dogs. There's a dog. They're just my dog. Just my doopa doopa dow. Just my doopa doopa dow. Do mama doopa doopa dow. Shout out to one of our kids. Yeah, they used to say that. Anyway, oh, oh, you want to go first? (laughs) uh, I was just going to say that we just got back from Disneyland 2022 round two. Yes, we did. So, yeah, it was really fun. We were there for like a week, Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Four days. We were were down in Southern California from Sunday through Friday. Through Friday, yeah. And we were actually at the parks Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, and it's crazy. That's the longest we ever stayed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it was really fun. And the thing is... Some may call it a work trip. It was a work trip <laughs> because kidding. we didn't take time off. And so we worked in the like afternoon, evening, and then we went to the park. To the park? What's wrong with me? The park. The park. And we went to the park. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know. There's a little glitch in the system. <laughs> so, yeah, we went to the park... <laughs> Um, at night at night and then just one time we went in the morning yeah pretty early we tried to actually twice on monday we were we got there around like 8 30 or like 9 and then on tuesday we got there at 8 30 okay i thought it was two yeah, days but was i wasn't sure yeah so two days we went in the morning and at night and then mm-hmm. the other two days we just went at night at night yeah and it was really chill not a lot of people it was nice. Well. And uh, we did. I mean, it's always full. It's well, always like two people. two of the nights we were there, we didn't know it was grad night. Oh, yeah. And so yes. there were a lot of people, but it didn't affect oh, us that night. much because then we went over to Disneyland and the grad night was taking place in California Adventure. Turns out. So it was fine. Turns out that our tickets are park hopper tickets. Yeah, we didn't even know that. Yeah. Because the, the rules for the Magic Key are kind of ever changing. I mean, not really. But they've had to adjust a lot of things since they started and because of limited capacity and stuff like that. Yeah. So we didn't know that they were park hopper. Right. So we could mostly uh, go to whatever park we wanted. That was really fun. Yeah. yeah so um, I think Wednesday and Thursday was grind night in uh, California Venture. Yeah. And I did that. I think I, I talked about this before mm-hmm. on the podcast and I did that like 
11 years ago. That's so crazy. It was pretty crazy. So the thing is that I thought this whole time that I did both California Adventure and Disneyland when we did the Grand Night, mm-hmm. like 11 years ago. Turns out it was, it's just exclusively to the California Adventure Park. And that was interesting. So the fir- very first time I went to Disneyland, to the to, to the Disneyland Park, was with you. Yeah. Uh, and that was like about five years ago. Yeah, like four or five years ago. Which is crazy, so... I know, that is so crazy. Yeah, so yeah, so they closed the, the park pretty early at nine, so they closed the California Adventure Park an hour early for mm-hmm. the for the uh, seniors to go and have fun, and it's from nine to two. Yeah. So 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and again, and I thought that I, like, I thought it was like an all-nighter thing. I thought it was from, oh, like, yeah. closing to, like... <laughs> To sunrise, so like around six or five really? in the morning. Yeah, that's funny. It was yeah. only five hours. I think it was only yeah five hours. So, but I mean, still, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of kids just like running and doing all these things. So I was like, oh my gosh. So anyway, um, it was fun though. I think it was really cool. We did some rides we haven't done before. That's true. Like the railroad. The railroad yeah. is the Unsung Hero. Honestly. The Unsung Hero ride. If you want to get from one place to another, you need to hop on the railroad as soon as you yep. enter the Disneyland park. And the thing is that the railroad, if you look at the wait time on the app, it always says like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. and it does not take that long. Oh, no, no, no. The no. most we waited was maybe like 10 or 15 minutes for the railroad. Yeah. And then yeah. the railroad takes you and it drops you off at different places in the park. Mm-hmm. So that really cut down on our and there's, walking. There's multiple railroads, like trains, uh, running um, at once. Yeah. So you don't have to wait for it. It's not just one train. But mm-hmm. You have to wait for it mm-hmm. to do the whole loop. Yeah. And stops at, there's four stops. So one on Main Street. And then And then the next stop is at uh, New, Orle- New Orleans Square. And then Toontown. Toontown and then... Uh, Tomorrowland. Yep, and then it comes back to Main Street. It does. So uh, we did that to get from one place to another. So that was really cool. Yeah, we like, did that many I times. I highly recommend mm-hmm. doing that if you want to go like across the the park and to just, uh, yeah. I think I said park uh, weirdly again. Did you? I think I've been watching a lot of uh, the Boston Married at First Sight uh, <laughs> <laughs> TV Mark show. The Polk. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes I think that it with the railroad, like it might it might have been faster to walk. Yeah. But then it saves you from having to walk that distance. It does. I'm so all about that. I'm nice. all about like saving the, you know, steps and sitting down <laughs> because you get tired. Yeah. You get so tired, so... Especially because we were there at night. Every mm-hmm. night, we would get so exhausted, so... Yeah. It was great to just have the have the railroad, and you just get to sit back and relax and enjoy a little train ride. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, uh, there's two things that we didn't do that I want to do next time we go there, and one of them is doing the, the, bake, the, the bakery tour... The big mm-hmm. tour, the the bread tour, yeah, at the um, in California Adventure. It's at the uh, what do you call that? that? Called? The Pacific Wharf. Yeah, yeah, that's the name of the little land, and you get a little tour of how the sour, sour, sourdough bread is made. Mm-hmm. And so we did. We couldn't do that because they closed that at 
6 p.m. So yeah, we weren't usually so there before early. 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to definitely do that. Yeah, and I'm sure you get like a free sample. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> and then uh, I want I, we didn't do the Mark uh, Train Mark Mark. Mark Mark Twain. Oh my gosh, Mark Twain. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mark Twain. Right? Mark Twain. Why are you saying it that way? I don't know. Mark Twain. Yeah, there but we go. You're, you're, saying, you're saying Mark Twain. <laughs> oh, that was wrong. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I, I usually mispronounce words anyway, but just not like this. Not like this. <laughs> it's a whole other level. <laughs> With the park and the tweets and. Or, or, chirping. Na- chirping. There we go. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Mark Twain uh, river boat. River no. boat. It's a big ship. It's a big boat. <laughs> Let's just say it's a big boat. It's a big boat. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. But a few th- new things that we did this time that we've never done before were the Pinocchio ride. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was good. The Alice in Wonderland ride. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. That Not was the first the time. Cups, but the Alice in Wonderland ride. Mm-hmm. The story. Storybook Land boats, yeah, and the Tiki Room, Tiki Room, yes. And for me, the uh, the new Snow White ride. Oh yeah, new for yeah. It's like it's they refurbished. They re- refurbished or, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I love it. I love that they have like the projectors and all that stuff. It looks it's so cool. cool and so crisp and new and so yeah. I love that. I love that. And the Pinocchio ride was all amazing. <laughs> uh, I love the. Just because I, I used to watch Pinocchio as a kid. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's very nostalgic, nostalgic for, for me. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a lot of rides we did like for the first time, and uh, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, we did we did so many rides. We really did. We did so many rides. We really did. Yeah, and uh, we try not to walk a lot. So, yeah. We tried to, like, thankfully, some of the rides were a little things we did was we get to sit down and and watch things mm-hmm. like like the um for me the first time of watching the abraham lincoln the greatest moments oh, of me the, too. the abraham lincoln that was really fun that was really cool yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah, yeah too, it was my first too. time too yeah yeah and so there's it's 15 minutes i think mm-hmm. which is amazing and the seats are amazing <laughs> so cushioned it was nice yeah, yeah it was yeah. very nice and then there's an animatronic abraham lincoln and the way he stands and talks and his fingers move and the way his gestures and everything is just amazing. I was more like a blown away about like his, how his fingers would kind of like mm-hmm. move a little bit as he was like talking. And I, I was like, it oh was my gosh. Amazing. They said that it was the first um, human animatronic that was, was ever it? made. Yeah. And, and I heard somewhere where um, that like the amount of money they spend um, solely on the, the head was like millions of dollars. Really? Yeah. It's crazy how realistic it is. It is it's crazy. almost a little disturbing at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, the there's a little Spider-Man show at the uh, Avengers Campus over there at the California Adventure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for those people that have seen this or have heard about this, when, when Spider-Man, like, jump, like, uses, like, web and, like, swings from one end of the of a building into the other end that's actually not an animatronic yeah that's not a real person yeah it makes sense because that's mm-hmm. a pretty crazy stunt it is yeah but if you look at it it looks just how the spider-man moves like that's all that's all that that's a that's a robot oh yeah it's, it's very realistic looking like i wouldn't have known if yeah you told me but it yeah. makes sense yeah yeah it's pretty cool well i think that we're gonna have a lot to talk about so i feel like we should 
get down to it. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, so This Is Us uh, is a show, if you don't know. Let's just give people the a brief like synopsis of, of this show. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, it, they just released this week, this past week, they just released the, the final episode of the series. Yeah. Oh, so it's all done. Okay, we need to say this, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there's going to be major spoilers. For sure. So if you don't want to be spoiled about any of it from the beginning to the end, we're going to be talking about tons of spoilers. So proceed with caution. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but seriously, like if you haven't seen the end or if you are, you know, if you're watching it, but you're not caught up and you don't want to hear spoilers then you should not be listening to this right now please do not yeah, yeah this is your last are, warning there will be spoilers ahead yeah so. may i suggest uh listening to a different episode yeah which one do you suggest i don't know i, I was just thinking episode 80 i don't know what that episode is about <laughs> i don't know what but it just is go either. ahead and re-listen to that or listen to it for the first time i don't know yeah and there's a card going by yeah. the, the sounds of selena's <laughs> oh my gosh we're not stopping. We we are here recording and this yeah, is Yeah, we're just going to go. Okay, so go ahead. Did you want to give the synopsis? Sure. So it's about family and mm-hmm. it's a drama and it's it's amazing. Every episode makes you kind of tear up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's about a family, uh, a wife and a, and a and a husband. They they get married. They have kids. And um, they have triplets. One of them um, passes away D- during birth. During birth, and and then during the same time, there's um, another baby brought into the hospital that was dropped off at a uh, fire station. Mm-hmm. And so he was available available for uh, adoption. Mm-hmm. And so then they decide to adopt him. Yeah. And and so there's so that's that's the the family. So, a Caucasian family with the adopted uh, child named Randall. He's black, and they we watch that family grow up from mm-hmm. babies, little babies, <laughs> to like, and they're I don't know mid fifties or yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And so we we see life happen through them and the drama and like there's just so many things that happened right yeah. like death, birth, uh, uh, f- family members being added to the family mm-hmm. with spouses and in kids, grandkids mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Right. And so that we see them get, get older and, and that kind of brings us to the end. We see people pass away yeah, as they get older and, and other things happen to them. So it is an amazing show. And I would say the, the show is wrapped around the those three kids and the, their nickname the the nickname is the big three mm-hmm. and, yeah and the triplets the triplets right and so it's it's about them but then we also learn so much about the the mom and the dad mm-hmm. and, and other characters yeah that are added to the to the show mm-hmm. and so that's it yeah so <laughs> one of the things that from the very first episode is really unique about this show is the way that it's telling the stories of this family not always in um, sequence. It's not telling the story mm-hmm. from like beginning to end. It's giving you a really like zoomed out picture of this family's story by telling, by, by jumping around on the timeline. Yeah. So the very first episode starts with... Um, the very first episode of season one. Yeah. Yeah. The triplets, it, it's their 40th birthday, I believe. 
Yeah. Or their 30th? It's around there because I know this this last season they celebrated their 41st. Okay, so it must be earlier than that. Maybe it was their yeah. 30th or their 35th or something like that. Maybe 30th. Make, makes sense. No, they were older than that. It might have honestly been something random like 36. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, it's their birthday. They're grown adults. And then it goes back to the day, the day of their birth, mm-hmm. like the day that they were born. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing like multiple things happening at the same time. And then... As the first season mm-hmm. kind of unfolds, so we're finding out about these three siblings, who they are now, and I'm not going to, obviously, we're not going to go into tons of details of like all the plot, because no. we're kind of assuming that you guys have seen this, Yeah, if you're listening to this, but um, you know, we find out about where they are now, but then as season one unfolds, yeah. we start to realize, um, and you start to pick up on little things, and you realize that the dad is not there anymore. Yeah. And so uh, the whole season one kind of unveils this, um, you know, this part of the story that the dad has passed away. Yeah. And we don't know why. We don't know when, because we keep going back Mm -hmm. in time to them as little kids and the dad is still there, but then we know that in present day, he's not there. Mm -hmm. And so you're just kind of left with this. Uh, the, I think I'm pretty sure the season, maybe even the first two seasons go by and you still don't know what happened. What happened, yeah. yeah. Or when or anything. Yeah, so it's a big deal that the that the dad died. And yeah. we see that through the, the big three that they are dealing with, like the death, right, of, mm-hmm. of Jack. That's the name of the, the character of the dad. And it's... It sucks, and because we learn right away that Jack is an amazing father, mm-hmm. and and so um, for so long we don't know what's going on, and then we they, they reveal how he died, and he died uh, um, like he got a what is it cardiac arrest, mm-hmm. right? And um, it was because he um, the hot the house caught on fire, yeah, and so he um, everybody got got all safe. Except for the dog, and so he went. He goes back to save the dog. Mm-hmm. The I think the dog lives. I think yeah, right. But then he um, starts coughing, right? And so they take him to the hospital to make sure things are okay, and things were okay for for a bit, and then all of a sudden he dies because of the the cardiac arrest. Yeah, and 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 so that that was interesting. Um, I, I was I, I read somewhere where. I think the director, the creator, or someone said that they ha- didn't want any mention or we didn't want to see any fire because he knew that that was going to be the way that he died. Mm-hmm. And so there was there was zero mentioning of, of, of fire. Yeah. And, and, and it was a big shocker that that's how he died. And so, um, yeah, so many times through the first couple of seasons, you keep thinking like, Oh, is this going to be it? Yeah. Is this the way that he dies? And the whole, the house fire, I think was very unexpected. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, one thing that really stood out to me about that. Well, there were a couple things just around Jack's death that were very, interesting details that I put in. And I think one of the things that the show does so well, which I'm sure we'll talk about more is how it takes these like really small moments in life and just shows you how they can feel so insignificant at the time, Mm -hmm. but how Mm -hmm. big a role they can play in your story. Yeah. And even around Jack's death, like 
there are these small details that were really sad, but they just made it feel so much more real Mm -hmm. and like so human. So they actually back up and they show you the little backstory of how they got this crock pot and the crock pot ended up being like the thing that it kind of malfunctioned and so you see him spark some turn it off at night but then there was something wrong with it and it like it turned back on and it um and there was a kitchen towel next to it and that's what caught on fire yeah and then you also see the husband and wife saying like oh don't forget we need to buy new batteries for the smoke detector yeah like oh yeah i forgot i'll get them tomorrow or whatever yeah and like that's so heartbreaking but it also is so it just made it feel so real mm-hmm. you yeah. know and so just those little moments of like the way the show is written just mm-hmm. i think are what make it kind of stand out as such a good show yeah in, in each episode like you said how this show is is formatted each episode is formatted is we see people the the big three in the present time Sometimes we see them in the, f- the future time, but then we always go back to like a younger version of, of themselves. And and then we learn a little bit of like, this is what the younger person was dealing with that mm-hmm. also applies to the present person, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And so it's, and, and other shows do that a lot where yeah. they mention one thing, okay, this is how you're gonna apply in life. And then we see, okay, you're applying it in life, you know, or in movies, right? And I'm sure there, there's a term for that if for those like, uh, you know, film majors and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have a minor in that, so I I, I, I know about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, it, it, and I love that. I love how just um, all these little speeches that, that like the mom and dad gave and all mm-hmm. those little things, you know, that, that we saw the 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 big three deal with um when they were kids we see them mention that Mm -hmm. as adults saying like oh i remember when this happened or whatever you know yeah i love that i love that a lot Mm -hmm. yeah so i want to talk about the parents Mm -hmm. about jack and rebecca i think i talked about this i really feel like i mentioned this on the podcast a long time ago so but i'll, I'll keep it short mm-hmm. but i remember when this show first came out whatever year that was but it was it's been years <laughs> yeah i on facebook i saw an article that somebody mm-hmm. shared that somebody had written about this show and i think it was titled like why the world needed jack pearson mm-hmm. and it just pointed out how like television had been kind of um desperately needing a character like Jack Pearson, who was this father that really went against a lot of the stereotypical dads that we see on TV. Mm -hmm. But it was this like amazing, involved, loving, gentle father. Mm -hmm. And I think that his character was just so easy to love um, and him, he and Rebecca, like their love story was incredible and their parents kind of, I mean, the kids kind of, um, mm-hmm. joked about that and, and things later on of like, you know, that their parents had like the most magical love story. Yeah. And, and that's true. But I also think that their characters were so well written with the way that they were really flawed in ways that didn't seem like 
cliche and it didn't seem mm-hmm. just like on the surface because a lot of times I feel like yeah. heroes have very like surface level flaws where it's right. just like this thing that's like very easy to overcome, mm-hmm. you know, but we see Jack struggle a lot with um, alcoholism, mm-hmm. um, with his relationship with his parents, with his brother, with his brother. We see him yeah. um, even in the last episode. I mean, even the last season, there was a really sad to me episode um, showing kind of the way that things ended between him and his mom. Yeah. And it wasn't mm-hmm. bad, but it was just like, you know, that he had a lot of regrets about not spending as much time with her yeah. and not helping her and kind of doing the best that he could, but wishing mm-hmm. that he had done more. Yeah. And I think as the viewer, we were kind of left with that feeling too of like, yeah, he could have done more and mm-hmm. he could have shown up for her more. Yeah. And so those were the things that I really appreciated about his character too. And Rebecca, which we'll talk about in a second, but mm-hmm. you know, he really was very flawed and like there were some really big mistakes that he made. Yeah. But it didn't take away from just who he was and like you still think of Jack Pearson as this like amazing man and husband and father. Yeah. Yeah. When we started watching this show, there they never gave us the the flaws of Jack. Right. He was just the hero. He was just like the the dad. Yeah. The amazing dad. And I love that. And like we definitely needed that. Mm-hmm. Even now, like years the years later after the first episode of the series. Like I think that we need more um parental father figures like Jack to be on television, Mm -hmm. you know, on screen, um, because we don't get that a lot. Right. And and so I love that. And then I was thinking, well, when are we going to get to the flaws? Because Mm -hmm. he has to have flaws. He can't be this perfect person. (laughs) And and it is brought up, um, the way it's brought up, I love it, that it is brought up at the beginning of um, when um, one of the, the siblings from the big three uh, goes through counseling through therapy mm-hmm. and he and the therapist invite the mom rebecca and the two other siblings to uh, meet with everyone you know with the therapist and, and talk about some issues that he has and then how actually mm-hmm. some of the things stem from his childhood and, from and his actually dad, yeah actually he also like struggled with like alcohol mm-hmm. right with alcoholism and so um we learned that jack struggle with that yeah and 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 through through that set therapy session we hear all the the flaws of of jack and i love that and then we hear the mom rebecca saying like 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 let's not talk about this because Mm -hmm. the dad has passed away yeah i want these kids to remember the good things and only the good things and not the bad things you know but i think it's important to talk about like the good and the bad Mm -hmm. and and uh, when looking at the big picture, you know, so yeah. I'm glad that um, he went through that. So we could see like that, that not only was he stuck in that, like for, for a bit, but he overcame mm-hmm. the struggles. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that that paints a better picture of like just being a human, Yeah, you know, that you're able to have all the struggles, but yet you could rise and overcome that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So I know we've talked about Jack a lot in like a, previous episode but <laughs> yeah i think like 
I don't think we have enough time to talk about his character, you know, if, if we wanted to. But uh, we have to move on to mm-hmm. um, Rebecca. Yeah. So the thing that I really like about Rebecca, I think from the beginning, it was obvious that her, her flaws were kind of easier to see from the beginning because um, she's an amazing mother and she really, I think, just saw her children with, I don't know, just such love and she was always just trying to do her best and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of times felt like she was coming up short yeah but you could see her flaws a lot more clearly because she was left to raise these three kids three teenagers yeah while dealing with the death of her husband Mm -hmm. and so you know you could definitely see kind of her struggles with that and also um i think she struggled a little bit with um favoritism with her children with raising um two biological children and one adopted i think that she struggled with that yeah a little bit and knowing how to navigate that and Mm -hmm. um and so we see a little bit of her struggle there and then also and just also like pressure that she put on her kids and things like that Uh, just kind of like normal parent struggles i think yeah but one of the biggest things and i I don't know. I think that this part, this plot line in the show was one of the most powerful, maybe, mm-hmm. was pretty much the biggest mistake that Rebecca ever made, which was not telling Randall about his biological father. Yeah. And she yeah. basically lied to him for his whole life. And mm-hmm. he was in his 30s when he found out that she actually had met him. Yeah. And. There were episodes that went by, I think on the show it was months that went by, where Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. didn't really speak to her. Yeah. And I think that that whole situation was really well written and played out with how there was no question as a viewer, like, she did the wrong thing. Yeah. But you also could see her heart behind it and and why and that it was really rooted in fear mm-hmm. but there was no question that she did the wrong thing yeah and that that had really um mm-hmm. damaged randall mm-hmm. and just seeing him work through that and we also see him work through the struggles of being raised by a white family yeah. And I think it's like a whole season. Yeah. And not having um, yeah. role models that looked like him. Yeah. And I think the way that that whole situation was portrayed was done really well. But but just specifically the dynamic between him and his mom mm-hmm. and how he was eventually able to like forgive her and their relationship was restored. But it didn't happen in one episode. And I think oh, that, no. that was really well done because yeah. that kind of thing doesn't it shouldn't be just like tied up with a nice little bow at the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we're, we're like, we're talking about each character and I think I like that. Um, I wasn't really planning on it, but I was like, I have to talk about Jack and then I have to talk about Rebecca. Yeah. But anyway, and then another thing I would add with, with Randall, like, um, and with everyone, I think that like, it's cool that this show actually, um, in a way, well, not necessarily broke the fourth wall, but they they added real life events into true. the storyline. That's true. And f- that whole season with Randall and the mom, we also see him, like you said, dealing with being um, 
recalling moments when he was a kid how like difficult it was being the black the only black kid Mm -hmm. and like not having other black kids in his in his life Mm -hmm. we see moments that happened a few years ago with a blm movement Mm -hmm. and and racism and everything you know in the u.s and we see that like lived out through the through these characters especially randall yeah right and so i think that that was well told um just seeing like how that affected him and his family Mm -hmm. right and so i think that um we got little moments like that put in into this tv show Mm -hmm. across all these characters yeah and so i thought it was really cool going with like kevin i think we talked a little bit about that like we with about him but no other stuff i would add would like he, he he's the actor so he's the one that made i think the most money and he mm-hmm. had all he had all these opportunities and stuff that he like went after uh and we realized like he had a struggle with commitment mm-hmm. right and, and and just kind of knowing his own like worth and his own like who he was yeah yeah and, and so he went through that and uh he goes through a he gets married and gets divorced at a very, very, very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we see at the very end, um, after dating all his women and and going back and forth with all these like relationships and stuff, mm-hmm. and also having um, about he's, he was about to get married to someone else with, um, and it was mainly because of the because they had children together. Yeah. Um, through all that stuff, he then ends up uh, getting married to the same person that, the, mm-hmm. you know, getting remarried. Yeah. Um, like 20, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think that was a cool, he was a interesting, I think he was kind of the wild card. He was very un- unpredictable. That, that I think that's his personality. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. do this or that and stuff and, and everything. And, and again, he had the money. So he, had the opportunities to do all that stuff. But I think that he also did so many awesome things. Like I think um, he tried like out of everyone, he was the only one that really wanted to understanding the, um, his, his father's past Mm -hmm. and the, the big mystery of um, like not everyone, nobody, nobody knew about um, Jack's, passed um when he went um overseas and and was in the military yeah so um this was just because like the dad never talked about that mm-hmm. and so he went actually to vietnam and mm-hmm. and um so he discovered some of um the past of his of his father and then mm-hmm. through that he realized like wait a minute like we have an uncle yeah and so then he goes after the uncle and fights to keep the uncle like bring him back to the family mm-hmm. right and, and so, um, because of him, actually, this last episode, the the uncle says, like, thanks a lot. Like, before all this <laughs> stuff, like, I was happily, like, not caring about anyone. I was uh, living in this uh, RV for so many years, and I was going to die not caring about anyone. Yeah, and it's that like, was, you really messed up my life, you, kid. You really messed up my life now because I'm caring for all these people. Mm-hmm. And, like, we see the, the, the uncle, like, you know, get married and and be like a grandpa in a way yeah. right, to all these kids and, and stuff. And so, um, and that's all because of, of Kevin's mm-hmm. uh, actions and his heart. And yeah. so I think that he um, has carried like Jack's kind of love and care, you know, on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that Kevin in many ways was kind of an idealist. Like he 
had this p- picture in his head of like the way that things were supposed to be. And mm-hmm. he would kind of like go after them, like with, uh, with the uncle, with Nikki, you know, like even mm-hmm. when Nikki was like not wanting to, um, be kind of pursued, he continued to like yeah. pursue him. Yeah. And you can see like the pros and cons of that because when, you know, cause Kevin had this grand idea of how like he was going to marry, um, I can't think of her name right now, but because, um, Madison, because they had, mm-hmm. you know, the twins together. And mm-hmm. so he just had this picture in his head of like, well, this is supposed to, this is what my family is supposed to be like, yeah. what it's supposed to look like, even though he didn't love her. Right. And, um, yeah. but yeah, I think his character definitely had the most growth out of anybody. Oh yeah, for sure. And again, I think that it was done really well because, it was a slow thing. It wasn't like one no, thing it, happened. It, it was like the whole series. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> he, I mean, he struggled with alcohol and then he would have relapses and then, you know, we would see him like sleeping with different women. Because he also wanted like the family, you know, mm-hmm. like, I guess, uh, let's get married, you and I, like, yeah. you know, and, and he got turned down and he's like, no, I'm not the person for you. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. your, I'm your friend. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Last but not least is Kate, mm-hmm. the sister. Um, and when the show starts, like the first couple seasons, it really focuses a lot on her weight. Yeah. And her really struggling with her weight, trying to mm-hmm. lose weight. That's how she meets her husband, is in like a weight loss group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the primary. And also a best friend, actually. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's how she meets Madison, too. And then Madison ends up having the children with Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, When it's funny because when she's first introduced, you expect that she's just going to be there for like an episode. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. so funny. But anyway, yeah, so that's kind of uh, Kate's story f- at the beginning um, and just her struggle with that and her struggle with like her self-worth, her identity, and just feeling like she wasn't good enough. And feeling like her weight was holding her back from just living her life. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and, and then we see a lot of sort of the way that that impact or the way that her, she dealt with that as a child mm-hmm. and all of that. And that was really interesting. I think that as the show goes on, you just see her, like her weight never really changes. Um, but you see the way that it's not really a big part of her story anymore mm-hmm. as the the seasons go by. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was really well told also of just like for a part of her life, you know, when she was like in her teens and then like in her early thirties, it just seemed like it was the biggest thing and that it was holding her back. And she felt yeah. like if I could just lose the weight and eventually she kind of just slowly realizes and grows to to realize that that's not that that her life is full mm-hmm. and that she actually does love her life and um that it isn't the thing that's holding her back yeah um and so you just see that become part of her story less and less and less mm-hmm. um and there were still references to it from time to time which i think also is very realistic of like the you know that she still sometimes dealt with that like stigma or that fear of what people were thinking of her mm-hmm. and things like that um but it just wasn't 
that was no longer the focus of who she was. Right. Yeah. Um, and she was just kind of, uh, she, her character really, I think, just struggled to believe in herself. Mm-hmm. She had a really close connection with her dad. And yeah. so I think that in some ways his death was really, really hard on her even more than her brothers. Especially because the dog that Jack saved was her dog. Yeah. And so for a while she blames herself mm-hmm. for the death of, of Jack. And so she feels like she has to, I don't know, do something extra, you know, go um, above and beyond in order to um, justify the, you yeah. know, what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And she always just, I think, kind of feels like she's not as great, just not as, like, successful, not as whatever as her brothers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we see her, like, say that to her mom as a teenager, like, oh, well, you know, at least two out of three turned out the way that you wanted. And that's, like, the whole story for the whole series. Like, you heard that recently, like, during this last season, you know, just she thinks, well, like... I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And for so long, she has a struggle and then eventually she finds her place in, through mu- in music, mm-hmm. um, just like her mom. Yeah. And so w- with that, like history with the mom singing and playing and everything, she finds a love for music and then she ends up working with kids who are blind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the themes or the, uh, just the, challenges Mm -hmm. life things that this show touched on because there were a lot yeah a lot of things and i I think they like covered every single thing i know we talked about it like oh (laughs) they they're yeah pretty much everything so yeah we'll go through some of them quickly and some of them we might want to spend more time on but Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think from the beginning so obviously a huge thing was death yeah um and you have like the unexpected death of jack and then you have at the end of the series, you have the mom's death, which was a much longer, drawn-out process that they kind of saw coming. Yeah, and, and it makes sense because she is the the last parent, mm-hmm. right? And and in a way, the last of like the the legacy, right? The, yeah. Um, and and so that that was a big deal, and so they. I love the how they wrapped like that story up with mm-hmm. her. Um, so yeah, so death was a big one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Before we talked about this, I wanted to mention just one quick thing. Uh, but I, know, I know we already started talking about it, mm-hmm. but um, I wanted to mention my two probably favorite characters outside of the five Pearsons. Oh yeah. Um, and that is Beth Pearson mm-hmm. who marries Randall. Yeah. She's the she's best. She's an amazing character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she's just amazing. And then Miguel. Miguel's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So he's was the best friend of Jack. And so the beginning they make it seem like, well, like I like I married Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And 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 but um I love the how they we saw that Miguel was there for Rebecca after Jack died. Mm-hmm. And then Miguel also lost a best friend. Mm-hmm. And so there's that dilemma with the big three, especially I think Kevin. Yeah. You know, they see Rebecca date uh, Miguel and they're like, what the heck? Like, because they obviously knew. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Because there's all these assumptions like, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. you know? um, But we see 
the the truth you know the story in that is miguel was mourning with um with rebecca for years yeah and then through that um through healing together they ended up liking each other yeah and so i think that was a well uh well-written story and him being um from puerto rico i think that we also learned some of his stuff like towards the end of this series like in this um i wish we would have gotten it sooner that's one of yeah that's one of my complaints is that they didn't like miguel deserved better like he he just got one episode yeah and we learn some parts and pieces of him throughout this series yes because he was there since the first season Mm -hmm. but he just gets one episode while other people get like more than one episode. And he was a, a side character, but really important character, side character. And Miguel, I think he, in some ways was the yin to Jack's yang. (laughs) Like, because Jack started out as just such a young father, a young Mm -hmm. husband, and he was killing it. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And Miguel was not a good husband and he was not a good father yeah. with, in his first marriage and with his kids. Yeah. And, with his biological kids. And we see him um, finally in this episode where we <laughs> learn more about his backstory. Mm-hmm. We see him realize that and struggle with that and feel like it's too late, but then it's not too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once again, Kevin. um goes and he he knocks on the door of miguel's son and he is just like and the kid is like well he's not a kid but he's like what what are you doing here and kevin basically just tells him you know i don't know what went down with you and your dad but this is what i know of miguel and he's dying and do with that what you will and so once again you know kevin kind of was the one to like pursue like no Mm -hmm. these people should be together and so i love that we saw that redemption at the end of like yeah miguel he didn't do a great job you know raising his kids and Mm -hmm. he did try later on in life and then he sort of had this like second chance in a way with rebecca and the pearsons and everything Mm -hmm. um but i loved how we also saw that it wasn't too late for him with his kids and his grandkids yeah and I, I don't know. I thought that was very powerful because mm-hmm. I think at that point for a lot of families, it would have been easy to just be like, well, you know, that's, that's in the past and that doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, his story was, was really good, but just uh, the role that he played in the Pearson family was just really cool. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He definitely deserves a lot of credit for just being there, you know, and being, mm-hmm. and, and, and helping out with with stuff and and i think that like he also like uh i think that i didn't like i know that we were talking about things <laughs> we didn't like but since we're talking about him is that i think that we saw him take care of rebecca but at the end we didn't see people even though my uh miguel mentions this to randall to to one of the main characters saying like people are, are always hush, like asking how is your mom doing how's rebecca mm-hmm. doing but nobody really asks how, how am i doing yeah you know like i'm also struggling here yeah and even though that was mentioned after that we never really heard or saw people talk to miguel 
and instead of like calling to me, uh, calling Miguel and asking about the mom, how she's doing. But and they referenced that. Yeah, Kevin said that. You know, like I oh I actually never talked to him about his life. Yeah. But yeah, I when we were watching that episode that was called Miguel, um, I was like, uh, maybe like two, like three fourths of the way through the episode, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Is this gonna? I, I actually said I was like, is this gonna be a fault in our stars moment because he was taking care of rebecca who yeah. was dying mm. and she had you know she had this this um type of alzheimer's and um she was just deteriorating and really not doing well and then yeah. all of a sudden miguel has this more quick issue come up with his heart and everything and it had to do with the stress mm-hmm. and all of that and then he ends up dying first yeah and that was unexpected for sure and mm-hmm. really sad mm-hmm. yeah i just wanted to mention miguel and beth because yeah, i love characters. those two characters yeah but I, I like beth i think she's my favorite one outside of uh the you know the main characters yeah, i mean she jack had- is my first and <laughs> he's my main <laughs> he's my main and kidding. and uh i would say uh randall mm-hmm. it's my second and then beth yeah oh third. yeah beth had so many good lines so many funny lines but then also very like good and insightful and wise yeah i like when one part when she uh is stressed she goes outside after a meeting or whatever with the school or whatever or something happens about her career or something or, or with one of her kids and she's uh stressed and uh leaning against the the hood of the car and uh she's fake smoking oh yeah and then Randall's just like oh you are you fake smoking again oh like, yeah. yeah i forgot about that <laughs> i totally forgot about that i also loved um speaking of also randall he's such a great character too in one of the last episodes um i think it was his toast at kate's second wedding so it was like one of the last episodes um he was kind of checking in with beth after the toast and asking her how it went and um he said something about like was it too depressing and she was like a little depressing also sexy and he was like depressing and sexy that's my sweet spot (laughs) 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 so funny i don't know why it was just very very funny anyway so going back to the theme so death was a big one obviously Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think back to the beginning um well early on i guess one uh that we haven't talked about yet was infertility yeah so we saw that and it's interesting i think when we were watching those episodes i think that that was kind of before we had started going through infertility if i'm remembering correctly yeah we were going before that happened yeah Yeah. so this was before yeah so we couldn't um relate to it but i definitely thought back to it for sure for sure like as you know going through infertility it mentions every lingo and stuff like ivf and Mm -hmm. all these other like uh, procedures and everything that we know now of and and I think that that's cool just because, like, a lot of people go through that. Oh, yeah. It's very and, common. And it's so hard. Yeah. And so to see <laughs> that portrayed in the show is really, um, really interesting. And also being a larger person and the way that, you know, the doctors had a little bit of, like, fear mongering. Yeah. And telling her that, like, oh, this isn't going to have a high success rate because of your weight and things like that. And, um that also was something that I, you know, later on was able to relate to. Yeah. And 
you know, but just seeing them go through the whole IVF process. And I, I, this was so long ago when these episodes aired, but I think that they only had like one embryo mm-hmm. and it was a, just like a very small kind of chance mm-hmm. that the process was going to work mm-hmm. and all of that. And then um, that's how they had Jack. Yeah. The baby Jack. Baby Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we see all these like kids, grandkids being uh, named after some of them are named after like, some of the main characters. Yeah. Or, and or, it made a lot of sense for Kate to name mm-hmm. her baby Jack because again, mm-hmm. she had such a close bond with, yeah. As being um, of that, we also see, um, uh, one of, uh, Randall's, um, daughters, we find out that she is pregnant at the end. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it's a boy and she says, if you don't, you know, if it's okay with you, I like to name him after like your biological father. Yeah. William, um, William, which mm-hmm. she said, I've never met him before, like ever. Yeah. But I heard like, I know you though. Mm-hmm. And so through that, I know him. Yeah. And, and I think that, that was very powerful. And, yeah. and I think that that little, um, message speaks about this is us. The whole show. The whole show, because through someone and even I, like at the, at the end, this very last episode, as Rebecca is like dying, um, and um, and we'll talk about her death, I guess, a little later. <laughs> but um, she's like, I, I don't want to let them go, let let the family go, you know. And and then Jack says, like, you won't. Yeah, you'll you'll be there. You'll be in there. a way. You'll mm-hmm. be there. And and yeah, like we see that like through these characters, through the grandkids, to the you know the, through the kids we see Jack, we see Rebecca, we see all these other characters, mm-hmm. William and stuff. So, and also they, they're being named after these, you know, yep. characters, these, uh, the parents and stuff. So I think that that's beautiful and, and speaks, it, it, it just delivers the message that it is about family, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. Par- family is powerful. Yeah. And one of Kevin's twins is named after Nikki. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember what the, who, what the other, I, it's sen- Nikki yeah. and uh, Franny. Franny. I forgot who she was named after. I it might have been the, the mom's relative. But yeah. anyway. Okay, so I guess sticking with um with Kate, after Kate has her first child, then um they find out that he's um blind. Mm-hmm. Almost almost totally blind. Yeah. So we see her and Toby um learning how to um have a son that has special needs. Mm-hmm. And that one, that wasn't like a huge theme. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these things, you know, they could only cover in so much detail because it was this huge story. Right. Yeah. Um, that covers so many years and everything. But yeah, so they talked about that. What else? Oh, and then they end up adopting their second child. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was interesting because it was a, an adoption where um, they they knew the, the birth mother um, not beforehand, but they were matched with her, and they like got to know her mm-hmm. um, beforehand. And there was some interesting dynamics there, where it seemed like the birth mother was maybe changing her mind towards the end. Yeah. Um, and in the end, she didn't, and she did decide to um, have the baby be raised by the Pearsons, but mm-hmm. or not the Pearsons, but by uh, Toby and Kate. But mm-hmm. anyway, so that was another thing theme with them, and then. Kate and Toby end up getting a divorce. So do we want to talk about that now? Let's do, yeah, we have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last season, the last season of the show, um, 
they're hinting at this. Well, they hint at it at the end of the previous season. Mm -hmm. The last episode had this like final scene that made it look like Kate was marrying somebody else. Oh, yeah. Somebody from her work. And you and I were convinced that it was um, purposely misleading Mm -hmm. and that she and Toby were just like renewing their vows. Um, and we ha- had this whole scheme in our heads of how- that made it all make sense so that they didn't yeah. actually get a divorce. Which remind me, uh, l- because that falls into my thing I didn't like. Okay. Yeah. I bet I know what it is, but. Okay. But we were wrong. <laughs> we were. And as the last season was unfolding, kind of the first half of the last season, we find out that, um, Kate and Toby do get a divorce. Yeah. And there were lots of kind of small reasons for it. Some of it mm-hmm. had to do with, um, both of them felt like the other person was finding happiness in something else. Like Kate felt like Toby was finding his happiness from his job and also his weight loss and things mm-hmm. like that. And he felt like she was finding happiness from the life that she had created with the, the children. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she was being kind of critical mm-hmm. of him and the way that he was, um, parenting Jack, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And he felt like she never thought that he was a good enough dad. And he was like, sorry, I'm not Jack Pearson, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and then he definitely made some mistakes with like prioritizing his job over his family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a lot of like small things that led to them getting a divorce. And we, as that like was kind of building up to that over several episodes, yeah. we kind of realized like, actually, this makes a lot of sense because they've covered so many things in this show and right. they haven't talked about divorce very much. Yeah. Even though it did happen through like Miguel and the the first wife, and also Kevin, and then Kevin, but but it wasn't explored no in depth, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't that surprising once it kind of was building up to it. But it yeah. was really sad because yeah, um, you know it was so easy to love Toby, mm-hmm. and he really was a great character, mm-hmm. a great dad, a great husband. And there were so many things like to love about Toby. So it was mm-hmm. really sad. And that episode when they did get a divorce, um, I think I cried in that episode. You did. I think I did. I think that was the one I was crying. Yeah. And I don't cry in a lot of the episodes. No, I cried in almost all of every episode. <laughs> yeah. You cried in a lot of episodes, <laughs> but I think I did cry. I want to talk about this thing a little bit more. There's things I liked about the way that they dealt with it and things I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I think that in in many ways it made sense why they put it there. And I appreciate that because the show, I think, tried to be very realistic and very human in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that having every couple in the Pearson family um, be together forever mm-hmm. isn't realistic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit in with like the divorce statistics in this country Mm -hmm. and just the reality of, you know, the state of marriages. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was realistic for sure. Sadly. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was kind of building up to that. I think from a viewer's perspective though, I was like, this is not necessary. Like they don't need to get a divorce. Mm -hmm. And I think that the things that they were, dealing with and going through, um, to me, all seemed, like, solvable. 
mm-hmm. you know? And so that made me really sad. I thought that it was very, very sad the way that it was portrayed. But I also think it's good that it was sad, mm-hmm. which leads me to the one part of it that I wasn't a huge fan of mm-hmm. was that I felt like that I felt like their divorce was a little bit too tied up with a nice little bow at the end. And I would have preferred if they had just kept it sad Mm -hmm. and just let us be sad about their marriage ending because it was a really sad thing. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, and I understand the nature of the show is to like flash forward and show you like what happens later. Yeah. And so I do get that, but I was kind of like, oh, with this, I just wish they would have left it sad. Mm -hmm. But um, I think they did. And then at the very, very end, like the last like, two minutes of the show yeah. said Toby says like I love you and if you if you were to go back in time I would like change all these things and like because I want to stay with you essentially that's what he says well he didn't though <laughs> he said he said I love you and he said if I could go back in time I would um still like you know make silly faces at you or, da- or whatever like I think he was just saying I would do it all again yeah. I don't know that he was necessarily saying, like, I would change the way that it turned out. Mm. But I don't know. That's yeah. up for interpretation. I, that's how I took it, but that makes sense. He didn't say what I just said. Yeah. Um, what I thought he par- paraphrased, but yeah. So, like, in the end, I, I'm i glad that Toby wasn't, like, villainized and that he wasn't turned mm-hmm. into this, like, bad guy because I don't think that was necessary. But, um, but yeah, just with that, I, I just felt like it was a little a little too nicely wrapped up right. in that one episode. Yeah. Whereas I wish that it would have just been like sad for a little longer. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That was a, I think there was like, after that episode, I think there was like seven episodes left. Mm-hmm. It was like halfway through the first, yeah. se- the last season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another big thing was foster care. Mm-hmm. So Randall and Beth, they have two biological girls mm-hmm. and they decided to become foster parents. And I think a lot of that had to do with Randall's childhood of, you know, being adopted. Being left at the fire station. Yeah. Yeah. And so they end up becoming foster parents. And um, I'm pretty sure we were watching those episodes. Like, I, I feel like it was shortly after our first um, kids went back home. You think so? I think so. Oh, or yes. they might no. have been still with us. No, 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 no. It was after they left. Yeah. And it was because hard to watch. I teared up. Um, when we see Deja, that's the name of the uh, adopted child. Mm-hmm. Um, we see her the very first day she goes into the their home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see... It is. I, I really liked it. I want to get someone else's opinion about this, like a, a former foster kid mm-hmm. um, or adopted kid, um, because it was like through her Deja's eyes, yeah, like that she was meeting these strangers for the very first time, and and they're introducing her as you know as such, and then um, she meets everyone and explores the house a little bit and. You know, we see the first week or so uh, with the new family. Um, and then I think that same episode at the end, or th- at one point we see the the bio mom wanting Deja back mm-hmm. for a little bit, but then that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And Deja says to Randall that, R- Randall, right, he, 
he really wanted to fight for for Deja to stay with him. Yeah. Right. And and then Deja said to to him, "says like I'm gonna be okay. Like thank you for whatever you know." Mm-hmm. And that that speech really made me cry because I was imagining as if like our oldest foster child at that time was saying this to me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because this, the circumstances and stuff that happened where our, our three kids left our house, right? And, and everything, I was just imagining that same spiel was being said, you know, um, from our, our, our big, our, our, um, our oldest yeah. child. And so it was sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because obviously it's so good for them to be able to go back home, but it's still so hard. Yeah. And yeah, so I also think it was really interesting and good that they showed Deja's a little bit of her life with her bio mom at home Mm -hmm. and just being able to see that it wasn't this crazy, horrible home situation that a lot Mm -hmm. of times you kind of imagine yeah. Um, and yet, in the end, her mom wasn't able to take care of her. Right. Um, and we also see another thing that we could ended up later being able to relate to is that she went home and then she came back to the Pearsons later. Mm-hmm. And um, and then she does end up getting adopted. But I think that the way that they um, portrayed foster care was, was pretty well done. I mean, I think, again, it was limited by the amount of time that they could spend on it Mm because it's not a show about foster care. Right. But, uh, so some of the things seem to happen like really quickly wherein, whereas Mm -hmm. in real life it would have taken way longer. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I think they did a really good job of just portraying the, the hard things Mm -hmm. and the really good things. I remember the scene when they were saying goodbye to her when she went back home to her bio mom for the first time was heart wrenching. Like, yeah. just so, so sad mm-hmm. for us to watch. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I felt like that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Well told. Yeah, there's other other stuff that happens. Like I said, I think, they, like we said, they covered almost everything. <laughs> with When yeah. it comes to drama with family and friends, we, we um, dealt with addiction, mm-hmm. right, with alcohol, with drugs as well. Mm-hmm. Another thing, too, with the... with Randall and Beth is that mm-hmm. one of their daughters ends up coming out to them um, mm-hmm. about her like sexual identity mm-hmm. and sexual orientation, and she was very scared about how her parents would feel about it. Yeah, and you do see Beth kind of like grapple with it a little bit, even though she really wants to be supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they touched on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, there's so many things there is um i think i I think those are kind of the big ones though yeah 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 i I think we were missing some other stuff um, for sure you know with i think the big part is like also another thing would be like what made one of the factors uh regarding toby and kate's divorce was the career and, mm-hmm. and family like how mm-hmm. are you gonna balance that out with like pretty much everyone yeah you know? yeah that's true because everyone at one point has kids and stuff and has to deal with so many things going on yeah right? we see randall deal with that we mm-hmm. see and we see like you know people getting really stressed out and have like an anxiety attack and mm-hmm. and so many things so and, and at the end 
of it all, we see people, the family come through and and put family first, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of the big picture. The, the, that's a big um, thing we see is family is there yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to talk about now the end, the end of the show? Yeah, before that, though, I want to uh, talk about the stuff I didn't like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, which we, we kind of touched about, you know, a couple of little yeah. things here we didn't like. One thing was, um, going back, I, I think there's like two things, but I uh, can't remember the first thing. But the, the one thing that you mentioned when uh, about our theory about, oh, Kate and Toby are renewing the vowels, that was wrong. And that season we explore a little bit of the best friend, Kate's best best friend. Madison. Madison. And we realized that she was, had a British mom. Mm-hmm. And there, it, that was mentioned in the first 20 minutes of an episode. And, and so then um, we see the co-worker that eventually marries uh, Kate. Yeah. Right? Uh, he's British. Mm-hmm. And so our theory was like, well, it has to be... Um, that's going to be like the the lost brother yeah. of of Madison because mm-hmm. you know the British you know thing there, um, but then that's not explored or no. we explored at all about the uh, Madison's mom and the struggle she because it was referenced just once that like she didn't she didn't have a great relationship with her mom yeah. and that's it I just don't like uh, unfinished unsolved like little <laughs> plots yeah. right yeah so. I know. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Yes, that was odd. That was odd because we got like a little taste of it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it had to do with that, like the writers were going to go one way with her story and then change their minds yeah. or if they shouldn't have time. Or maybe there was like a line that just kind of solved that mystery and, you know. And we missed it. And we missed it. I don't <laughs> know. But that, that's one of the plot holes, I think, that just. Yeah, it's not exactly a hole. It was just so unfinished. Like, they just left it wide open and then never <laughs> explained anything. So, yeah. yeah, that was kind of weird. Sometimes I felt like um, that there were times when I was like, okay, this is maybe is a little too much backstory from time oh, yeah. to time. Just sometimes mm. with where it was like, okay, now we're going to find out about Rebecca's mom as a child and her relationship with her mom. Oh, my gosh. Like, yes. Okay, well, I don't really know that much about Rebecca's mom, so I don't really care about her that much. Mm-hmm. But I do understand how, like, those things are passed down and those, you know, those interactions affect, you know, your children, your grandchildren, mm-hmm. your great-grandchildren. So I get what the, where they were going with it, but sometimes I felt like, okay, do we really need the backstory on, yeah. you know, going this far back? But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess going along with that, I think – it wasn't the whole going back and forth with the past, past, present, future. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was confusing overall, but it was a bit from, from like, sometimes it, it would sometimes. get confus- uh, confusing. But I kind of liked it sometimes when it was confusing. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes it was like a mystery of like, um, you don't know what, um, mm-hmm. what, when this is happening. And I remember mm-hmm. in the first, uh, the very first episode, remember they, uh, it wasn't clear what was going on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, because you don't know the structure of the show or anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, at the, towards the, towards the end, or maybe it's the middle, but. I think it was the end. Towards the end of the episode, they're in the hospital and you see a man walk by and he's smoking. Do you remember that? Oh, no. There was a man smoking in the hospital. Uh-huh. And that was one of the biggest sort of like clues 
that oh this is happening in the past oh yeah i remember that now because nothing up to that point was super obvious Mm -hmm. that it was um 30 something years before Mm -hmm. um but that was one of the kind of like tip-offs and i think there were a couple other little things Mm -hmm. but that was like one of the biggest ones oh wow good uh callback (laughs) (laughs) episode one season one um but yeah let's let's get into how it got wrapped up yeah i think the so the biggest thing right the death of rebecca Mm -hmm. that was the biggest thing i loved it i love how they were the talking about callbacks, right? The caboose, right? Yeah, the caboose the is a book, the red caboose or whatever it is. It's a book that Rebecca read to the kids. If we learned that in this season, I believe, and um, and then as she gets older, right, we learned that she is suffering from what is it, Parkinson's or no? Um, I think a type of Alzheimer's. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and so she's slowly losing her memory and Mm -hmm. and she's scared of that like she wants to remember the small little things yeah like for example reading the red caboose to her kids Mm -hmm. and so um so that's a callback to that little little story there i actually didn't get that you didn't no oh my gosh i did yeah so i know that she also loved riding the train with her dad when she was really little she was little so then her death how it has played out uh, which there's so many TV shows, so many movies where we see kind of the afterlife or the the journey to the afterlife, mm-hmm. and uh, this was so original and Honestly. amazing, and I love it. Um, one of the favorite things of it is so she is um, she's in this uh, train and she sits, she's saying I'm waiting for someone, and that's Kate, right? Because she's the last person, the last family member to show up to the um, to the house, right? Yeah. Um, and and so everyone's there and they know that they have like a few moments left with with mm-hmm. rebecca and then the the guide the the train guide is william yeah right he passed away like years ago and he's there and so um he is kind of like the angel in a way right guiding her through to the end mm-hmm. right and so um as she's going from one i don't know the the train lingo but from one car to guess to a car to, car okay from one car to, to another she sees some familiar faces like yeah. miguel right a younger version of him yeah um, that was younger so versions sweet. of of all the kids right yeah of randall of of uh, kate and kevin and and she interacts with all these people mm-hmm. and as and, the family members are coming into her and in, you know in real life as they're coming into her room to kind of say their last goodbye to her then they kind of show up on the train mm-hmm. and she can hear what they're saying as if it's through like an audio speaker. So it's kind of like muffled. Yeah. I was going to say, that's my favorite part. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. I was going to get to that. That is actually my favorite part of, of like the goodbye. Yeah. That it is so amazing, super creative. And she hears, um, the the speaker mm-hmm. right and and uh and so that's amazing yeah so um that's how she is able to hear all these people because in real life she's kind of like not fully conscious yeah and so then towards the end as she's going from one car to another um she she's like down to the very last car mm-hmm. and then that's when she uh um kate comes and says goodbye and then she's like okay now i'm ready to go yeah and so um how it ends is she goes into the the car and she gets in bed mm-hmm. and because they had made a reference to like it's time to rest yeah and so that's kind of how that's what the caboose was it was it was a bed and it was kind of representative mm-hmm. of her like bed that she shared with jack mm-hmm. and then 
Sam Miguel on the bed, but it is uh, Jack. Yeah, and we I think we're kind of expecting, you know, that Jack was going to be there. That's how it ends. In, in Yeah, so I wanted to mention something before we get to the last episode, because mm-hmm. that was like part one of the finale. Um, and there was a side story happening in this episode, and I'm not sure, I don't know if you liked it that much, but I loved it. <laughs> I actually thought that it was really, really great. Mm-hmm. So there's this family that we've never seen before. Oh, yeah. Bold move to, like, introduce a new set of characters yes. on literally the last... Oh, my like, gosh. Like, to the last episode. But leave it to This Is Us to do this. So <laughs> this family that we don't know, they're in a car. They get in... There's three kids, I think, or two kids. Mm-hmm. A mom and dad. Three kids. Three? Yeah. 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 But two boys, one girl. Yeah. So they get into a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the one of the kids, one of the boys, um, is pretty badly injured. Mm-hmm. They're in the hospital, and you were we're seeing snippets of this, and then we're also seeing that boy's future, mm-hmm. and we see him becoming this scientist and like working to um, find a cure for like a, a specific type of Alzheimer's yeah. and a specific type of cancer, and so he mm-hmm. becomes this like medical researcher. And we're seeing this like flash forward and flashback of his life oh my gosh, of yeah. him on the hospital bed, and the doctors are trying to save him. And we don't really know why we're seeing this. No, I, I mean I'm thinking, well, um, it's a black family, and so I was thinking, is this one of uh, Randall's um, daughters? Yes, well, like. A son, in a way, like a grandson. Yeah, that's what it... Right? A grandson, right? That was the only thing that Mm -hmm. kind of made sense, and so that's what we were thinking, and it turns out in the end that it's a family that we don't know. It's a stranger. (laughs) And so what happens is, the way that this whole thing ties together, is that we realize suddenly... um, So they go back to them in the hospital, they're waiting for the son to come out of surgery, and the dad, Mm -hmm. he walks over to get a cup of coffee, and guess who's there? It's Jack Pearson on the day of the fire. Mm-hmm. And so Jack is there. This is this is a scene that of course we've never seen before. This happened right basically right before Jack dies. Mm-hmm. And so he's in the hospital. He his clothes are like burned and covered in so yeah, at first I was like, is that a ghost? I thought it was a ghost, too, because I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, this is actually a real thing that happened. Yeah. And so Jack is talking to this guy and he's telling him like you know my house caught on fire and thankfully everybody's okay which that was <laughs> heartbreaking to like listen to him say that and then know <laughs> that he's about to die and then he's he's basically giving this dad some like words of encouragement <laughs> and it, it's this whole callback to the very first episode of them being in the hospital giving birth to the triplets and the doctor that was there and this saying this thing the doctor told jack that has been this like thread running through the whole entire series yeah where he says um the doctor said something about um i'm gonna mess it up but he says like this is an opportunity basically to take one of the most sour things that life could throw at you and make it into something resembling lemonade Mm-hmm. And we see that referenced all throughout the show, right? Mm-hmm. So it turns out that Jack says that to this dad, this random guy who was in the hospital on that day. And then we see that kid who was on the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, table years later saying that same 
thing amongst his siblings and talking about how their dad always said that because yeah. Jack said it to him at the hospital. And then we also find out that Jack's doctor was upstairs saving this boy's life on the operating table. Yeah. And he thought that Jack was completely fine because yeah. everybody did. Yeah. And then he comes down and he finds out that Jack had died of cardiac arrest and he's the one who ends up telling Rebecca. Yeah. And he feels this weight of like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I wish that, you know, I wish I had known. And it seemed mm-hmm. like the boy was in much more serious mm-hmm. danger and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so that whole story, in some ways, it seemed like, okay, was this necessary? Mm-hmm. But I thought that it was so good and so powerful because I feel like the message that that whole story was sending was that ultimately, this was not a show about Jack, and it wasn't even a show about the Pearsons. It was just about life mm-hmm. and how one person's life can touch another in ways that you may never know mm-hmm. or never understand or never see the impact of. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and then we see that that boy go on to like find this breakthrough in Alzheimer's. So yeah, I just thought that that was so like crazy and mind-boggling in this little scene that we never got from years and years before. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that it was very powerful that it's like at the end of the day, Jack isn't the main, he's not the only one who matters in this story, you know? Right, yeah. And, and I thought it was for a long time. It was, it was all about Jack. Like he was a glue to the family. Yeah. But then, and then I thought, well, maybe Rebecca is like the glue to the family because she's the last mom and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the last parent, but um, turns out like, like the message set was what's delivered to us through the big three in the last episode is that like, you know, there's a fear of like drifting drifting away because now there's no more parents, mm-hmm. right? And, and they're like, no, like we're you know, this is set amongst the big three, and they're like, no, if you drift away, we'll we'll be we'll there. Drift after you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um. The moral of the the story of this is us is about like the us being the the family, mm-hmm. and it's a story that it's you know it's it's yeah it's a story about like family and love and like to care for for people around you and stuff and and um, just like like Jack said well, the last things he said in the last episode was like. That, the last episode, uh, we go back in time, but in the past, um, and it's just a regular lazy Saturday mm-hmm. morning. There's nothing to do, yeah. which is I think that was amazing. It's I just think a that's just day. a typical day. And Jack says to the kids, like, one day you won't get a nap, but you'll understand later mm-hmm. that like that kids just want to grow up, grow up, and then adults just want to relive those memories mm-hmm. and and be a kid again. I thought that for so long, you know, this past few years and thinking like, am I the only one that thinks this? But no, I think it's a real thing mm-hmm. out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I was like, yeah, that's, I, I relate with that. Mm-hmm. You know, that like, you don't appreciate those moments. And also we hear that as Rebecca's about to die, like telling Jack, like this whole time I was, you know, doing this and that, but like, I just wanted to appreciate those moments, mm-hmm. you know? But um, I think that's, part of the process of life that you do feel annoyed as a kid yeah. and whatever you know as you get older you have you will learn like oh 
yeah, you know, it, it was good. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have, live for the rest of my life, like a, have a good life, yeah. you know? So, yeah, see, so I think um, it's a great story and um, so emotional. It's like one of those TV shows I highly recommend. I, I give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Despite some, like, things that, like, wasn't for me, that didn't work out, didn't like certain things. I think overall, though, I think it was, it painted a, a, a great story about family, you know? hmm So... Oh, yeah. yeah. I also give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Good. For sure. Nice. Yeah. Well, any last remarks? Honestly, no. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a long episode, so... I know. Prepare yourselves. Well, it's well, too late now. It's too late. Well... Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, y'all. Well, um, yeah, I don't want to end abruptly. I think that's it's it, okay. right? We can end abruptly. That's Does all anything we, else that's you all we have say? to say? I don't know. I just I liked that I liked the ending. I liked uh, what you said that it was just they ended it when it was just a normal day. It was just a normal Saturday, yeah, with nothing to do. And that's kind of how the whole thing ended. There was no dramatic ending. It just ended. It really did. I was so shocked. I thought we were gonna like <laughs> cut to like a net a commercial or whatever, but uh, it just ended. I felt like mid-sentence, like, okay, yeah, you know, we're going to just be there together for each other. And it ends as they're just, the big three are sitting down and talking about this, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get, like, a flash forward, more of, like, so did I, yeah. you know, a little, uh, what do you call that? Uh, not a sequence of events. Um, uh, like a little, where are they now? Kind of like that, like, you know, seeing the younger selves and then oh, like a montage. present. A montage. There yeah, we go. Yeah. That's the word. A montage. Yeah. We know. got it a little bit at the beginning with Kinda. the swinging. Yeah, with the swinging. Which was very sweet. Mm-hmm. I liked that part. But mm-hmm. um, but the whole show was kind of like that with the, like, flashing forward and back and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I liked I liked the way it ended. It was just like... Yeah. And I think this it? this TV show, the last thing I'll say is that it, it is really good. It's all about family and, you know, loved ones and everything. And you really um, did do a great job of um, having the the characters be so relatable, mm-hmm. like that you could put yourselves and put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, totally. You know, and 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 so it's amazing. So there's not enough time in the world to talk about how good this show was. <laughs> honestly, honestly. So, I know. Um, I think but yeah, that was it. There. That was us talking about this is us. Yeah. <laughs> well. Thanks again, y'all, for sticking with us. If you haven't seen this, us, I highly recommend it. If you have, we would love to hear what was your favorite season mm-hmm. episode. What are your thoughts about the ending? Did you not like that? Did you like that? Did you love that? Yeah, let us know. We want to hear your thoughts. A way to t- uh, hear your thoughts is also through giving us a five-star rating and give us a little shout out there through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and frankly, any other like podcast apps out there. There's a ton of other apps. Yeah. We're so thankful that you're all are part of this little journey. And so we're excited for more episodes. So, yeah. yeah. Take it away, Savannah. <laughs> and as Jack Pearson says, you're going to find your balance, and then you're going to lose it, and then you're going to find it again. That's the ride. And you're going to make a lot of choices, and I'm probably not going to be around for all of them. The choices you make are going to be spectacular, because you are spectacular. See See you you next time.
I have the quote, by the way. <clears throat> What's the one where he says, um... Grab my arm. My other arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my other arm. I think I did that one, didn't I? Yeah, did. I love that quote. <laughs> no, what's the one he says? The defect in this one is... Uh, oh, yeah. No, you never said that. Yeah, what is it, though? The defect in this one is... <laughs> I don't know. It's like garlic or something. Oh, yeah. Is it garlic? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look up what the actual quote is. Oh. Anyway. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> 